With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is the Steel Curtain Network's Dave Schofield coming at you Tuesday night. It's a little bit after 9 p.m. Where else would you rather be as a Steelers fan tonight if you're wanting to talk Pittsburgh Steelers? And here with me, as always, except when he's not, to talk Pittsburgh Steelers is my big brother, Rich. How's it going tonight, big bro? Hey, we're getting along. <laughs> Get, getting along, getting along. Had had some short technical difficulties tonight before we had the show going, but luckily it didn't hold us up too too much. We were just we 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 were what we were tonight. So yep, little, little streamyard glitch going. Yeah, on. Little, little glitchy, little glitchy. But hey, let's dive into Steelers talk. We're going to get to our to our topic eventually, but we're going to do a lot of Steelers discussion here. Well, where we're going to talk about, we each came up with our. We're doing a top five list as as we said. Give us. Send me a good top five list that you'd like us to cover between now and training camp um, as we do these. Tonight's top five list is the five biggest unknowns. 
heading into the Steelers 2023 season. I'll give an example when we go to get to that. But first, let's talk about some things going on Pittsburgh Steelers-wise. They officially made some roster moves today that they were rumored yesterday, reported yesterday, but everything became official today. Uh, Last Friday, the Steelers, they released a safety uh, off the team. Scott Nelson, I do believe, was the name. So you knew that something was going to be happening. So then the Steelers, and I'm I'm going to completely screw up these names because I, I just can't do it. But they signed linebacker Nick Kwiatkowski. I'm pretty sure that's close. I know he went to WVU. I know he's he's local from Pittsburgh. I know a lot of people probably knew the name anyway. I just I I I, I second guess it every time I go to read. They also signed long snapper Rex Sonahara. I think that's correct as well. I hope he was also from West Virginia. But if that name sounds familiar, he was on the Steelers practice squad at the end of 2021. So those were the two additions. They had to then make a subtraction. And this one came, this one surprised me whenever he tweeted something out yesterday that Anthony Miller said, thank you, Pittsburgh. And then it was announced today that he was the player released. Rich, what are your thoughts on any and all of that? Um, start wherever you want. <laughs> yeah, I'll start with the with them releasing Anthony Miller because it kind of was the talk first yesterday. Um, surprised a little bit, other than the fact that uh, my guess is through uh, OTAs and mini camp, the Steelers saw what they had going on in their wide receiver room and decided to give the vet the chance to get elsewhere where he might find some more time. Yeah. Now, wasn't he also a player that might have missed some time in there because he was dealing with a hamstring? Yeah, I was dealing with a with something in the leg going on there. So, yeah, um, just yeah, just, yeah, is what it is. I, I admit, uh, I still had him on my fifty three man roster when Jeff and I did that Monday because I hadn't seen anything yet from anyone to make me move him off, and I was basing it off of the potential from last year. Yeah. Um, the two signings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll be honest with you when it comes to the linebacker, that's, you know what? I'll talk about that one later in the show. How does that sound? Okay. Sounds like a good one. Now yeah. there's something else I wanted to talk to you about. Um, hold on just a second. I'm, I'm making a, a little note for something, um, about what we're going to talk about later. There we go. I finally remembered something that I'd forgotten and I had to write it down so I couldn't, so I didn't forget it later. I wrote an article for the website today. That's behind the steel curtain.com. Yes, that website still exists. Right now, it's got, I think the last I saw was like 116 comments. Um, and I was going to ask your opinion on some some stuff with the article and with some of the stuff that was brought up in the comments and some of the discussion we were getting into. And that was the, uh, I'll read you the, the, the title of the article. It was, is it fair to dismiss the Steelers strong 2022 finish because of their opponents? Now this was something I had mentioned on a couple different podcasts. I don't know that I mentioned it on this one. I talked about it on stat geek. I talked about it. I mentioned it a little bit on the preview. And my, my problem is, is if we're going to use a certain measuring stick, 
we need to use that measuring stick across the board. Does that make sense? Yes. Remember our, 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 our father at his one activity and one of his sermons that was uh, me- measuring fish and one, and, and there was one, one ruler for one person and a different ruler for another to see who caught the bigger fish and things yes. like that. That's always stuck with me for the longest time. And of course, I'm just like, you know, you, you've got to, if you're going to say this is a factor here, then it needs to be a factor there. And what I did was say, if you're going to say, oh, the Steelers going seven and two over the last nine games of last year, does it mean much because of the players or because of the teams they were playing? My counterexample to that is, would you apply the same thing to the 76 Steelers? The 76 Steelers in that legendary defense gave up 26, 28. I don't have it in front of me. That many points over nine games, five shutouts. But they didn't play anyone in those shutouts. They only played one team that had a winning record. They played them twice. But, I mean, they were playing like the 0-14 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They were shutting them out. Now, I was not trying to diminish the 76 Steelers. I in no way was comparing the 2022 Steelers to the 1976 Steelers at all. I'm just saying... Because I'm like, you can't compare those two teams. That, who, that would be crazy. My point is, if you're going to apply the logic to this team, are you going to apply the same criticism to that team? That was my question. Is that a valid question? <laughs> it's a valid question, but it's a it's a valid question that the, the critics are going to still sit and try to continue to poke holes in. So, yeah, you know, it, it. and I'm not talking just Steelers fans. I'm talking about people that are, this was about looking at this team going into this year. Are you looking at the Steelers as a whole from last year and say, Oh, well, they were nine and eight and you know, they, they struggle to score points. Yeah, they definitely struggle to score points. Um, the defense, they didn't have as many sacks as in the past and everything else. And, and you know, the Steelers, they can build on that some and everything. Or are you looking at this as a team that, hey, they finished 7-2 and two last, last year. They were a team no one was going to want to play in the playoffs, mainly because you didn't want to go, go against that, that defense. And, yes, I just said it. Playoffs? Playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> Did that actually play? I didn't actually hear it. It played. <laughs> okay, I good. did. Okay, good. Um, because – here, like, 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 here, here's a good one. I had it right here and then I lost it because I switched over to that. Uh, like Frosty the Bear says, when they played the best teams, did the losses count less? Yeah. Some people yeah. think they do, some people think they don't. So, my, my point was, is hey, it's okay if you want to say it matters the, the level of opponent they were playing, that's fine. But you've got to say the same thing about the seventy about other teams like the seventy six Steelers. And I don't want to talk bad about that team. That that defense was crazy. I was even alive, and I know how crazy that defense was. And a lot of people believe that if it wasn't for no Rocky and 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 no Franco in the AFC Championship game, that the Steelers would have won three in a row. I, I don't know if they would have or not, because like I said, I wasn't alive. Rich, you were too. What did you think? <laughs> Were you? Did, did you think the Steelers were destined to win another Super Bowl that year? 
Yes. Yeah. So, so we got into some other discussions with that. So I'm going to ask you this question because this was this was raised. Are the only numbers that matter in the NFL wins and losses? Well, yeah. In the end, yes. I agree. Because, I agree. Because yeah. wins and losses are what determine if you make the playoffs. And once you're in the playoffs, wins keep you in, losses send you home. Exactly. Exactly. And remember, you're talking to the Steelers Stat Geek podcaster. You're talking to the guy that does the crunching the numbers. Oh, no. Analyzing the numbers after every game. I list out all the numbers, but I always finish with the most important one. It's either a one or a zero. Did they win or did they lose? You can win the turnover battle. You can outrush your opponent. You can have more time of possession. You can you can have more sacks. You can do all those things. You can, you know, you can score 30 points. But if you don't win, it doesn't matter. I brought the point for those that are, want the Steelers to do more on, on offense. The, you, the Steelers could average 35 points, but if they lose every game 38 to 35, doesn't matter. For those that really look at the Steelers and, hey, the key is the defense. Keep the other team from scoring too much. They could hold their opponents to 15 points, but if they're losing 14 to 10, it doesn't matter. Yep. So just wanted to get your thoughts on that. So, so, so wins and losses matter. I had another one going on there. Someone, someone was trying to adjust how many points the Steelers surrendered over the last nine games because you had to factor in that Lamar Jackson didn't play. And you needed, and they wanted to take the difference in how much, how many points the Ravens scored with Lamar, without the without Lamar, and add those points to the two games that the Steelers played them. I'm like, no, you can't add hypothetical statistics to actual statistics and call it actual statistics. You know, yes, you need to realize that Lamar Jackson did not play against the Steelers. Absolutely. But you that can't change person, the numbers because of it. I think personally, you'll go back and change all the numbers and figure out what losses would have been wins for the Steelers had TJ Watt been in the lineup all year. Yeah, that's what I right? said. Because it, 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 well, it, it, yeah. They they said it was the, the difference was 25 points to 12 and a half points. But the other flaw in their system was the game where Lamar played the entire first quarter, got hurt on the last play of the first quarter. They gave all that game, because they only scored 10 points, to not Lamar. I'm like, you can't do that. I'm like, if anything, you should give it all to Lamar because the NFL, whatever quarterback takes the first snap, they get credited for that game as a win or a loss. Yeah. But I didn't even do that. I said, okay, why don't you give a quarter, you know, give give the points that they scored in the first quarter to Lamar and count him as playing in 11 and one quarter games. And then you'd say for the other quarterbacks, you give the points they scored the rest of that game. And you said that they played in five and three quarters games. Right. Oh, no, that's not good enough. You know, because the numbers didn't do. <laughs> and Jerry Cherry Band's right. Maybe we win by more with Lamar. Lamar does not have a yeah. very good record against Steelers. He does not. And they're like, so. oh, well, they averaged 25 points with Lamar. Well, yeah, they did, but they also scored as many as 38. They also scored as few as 13. Which end of that range would the Steelers have been on? You can't say for sure it would have been 25. You can't add hypothetical statistics to real statistics and call them real statistics. That's just me. Okay. Okay. What was the last one you brought up there? I, 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 I didn't it. mean to bring it up. It okay, was you did it by mistake. Uh, okay. Yep. So, okay. Okay. So, so yeah, like, or like Jeremiah Yoder said, I don't know if you said, do the so-called expert look at points given up or wins in a row? See that that's kind of the thing, thing I talk about. It's, it's, you can, you can see how those other numbers lead to your wins or wins and losses. So it's not that they aren't important. 
They are just not what you're measured by. I mean, even the tiebreakers, like, like with with uh, you know playing adult softball, you go to a tournament. Tiebreakers sometimes are runs surrendered, so that's important. You have to worry about how many runs you're giving up in a game, or margin of victory, or things like that. There is no tiebreaker like that in the NFL. It all comes down to wins and losses. It might be wins and losses of, of opponents. It might be wins and losses against common opponents. But everything in the NFL is a, is about the win or the loss. It's really all that ultimately matters with everything else just holding it up. Yeah. Are we good? <laughs> I just had to get some of that off my chest. So. <laughs> okay. Like, and very good, Wes. He says, all those other stats can contribute to wins or losses. But at the end of the day, what actually matters is did you win or lose? Not how you did or how you did it. Yeah. That's it. Yep. So some can you feel good about a Steelers loss because they played really well against a team they were supposed to get crushed by and they almost won? I mean, you could, and it's, you can take positive things out of losses. You can take negative things away from wins. But bottom line is the only thing that goes in the stat book is the winner or the loss. You should, I don't know. You should know this from playing baseball. I know this from playing softball. You ever get up there and you just hit a, a, a really, a, a really weak ball that just so happens to bloop out in no man's land over, over the second baseman and in between the outfielders on a really, really weak hit. I, I talk to kids all the time about how you know about how it's not baseball is not a fair sport because yeah. you know you'll absolutely just lace a ball and be out and you'll you'll you know take a swing and all but miss but hit a little dribbler that you reach base on yeah <laughs> it's like whatever that happens with softball you know what we say to them hey looks like a line drive in the books all right. that matters is you're standing on first base that's right so yeah. Know, so, and that, that's kind of how it goes with the wins. Now, it can help shape what you do and build on for the for upcoming games. Absolutely. But really, the only measuring stick comes down to that. That's how that that's what it really gets to. You ready to dive into this now? We did Let's a lot. We, you know, we didn't get to the topic right away, but lots of good Steelers talk there just leading up to it. So here we go. Five biggest unknowns heading into the Steelers' 2023 season. When I suggested this to Rich, he said, can you give me an example? So I gave him an example, and luckily I found better ones than this. At first, I threw it in as my first one just so it would be to use it. And then I'm like, no, let's just use the example. So we want to talk about things. Well, first of all, we're throwing future injuries out the window. Of course, that's a huge unknown for every team, every year, and you can't predict who's going to get hurt in the future. Right? So we're, we're tossing yeah. that out? Yeah. yeah. All right. So because honestly, to me, that's the biggest unknown for every team every season. Who's going to get hurt and who's going to miss games? So we're, we're not even going there. I gave you an example of this. I'm like, here's an example of an unknown. Could Kendrick Green be a significant backup center? We don't know that. Really, because we didn't get to see him at all last year because no one got hurt and he was he he was inactive. He tried to move to guard. It didn't work. 
They moved him back. We don't know what he worked on throughout the season. We don't know if he got better. We're assuming it's the Kendrick Green that we saw before. But we don't know if there's been a change there at all. So until we would see that change, the, the question would be, is there any change in Kendrick Green? We have no idea. That's kind of an example that I have. Does that work? Works. You ready to do this? Yes. I hope you I do am. well with this because I have to write an article on this after the show tonight so we can publish tomorrow. <laughs> At BehindTheSteelCurtain.com because, yes, that website still exists. <laughs> so, hey, and it's good to see you, Captain Underpants. I saw, I, I saw you there that said you can't stay, so uh, we'll catch up another time. All right. You ready, Rich? Yep. What is your number five? Number five. Right, now, my number five is probably my one that's a little more out of the box from the rest. Okay. But this is an unknown going into the Steelers season. And and for me, going into the Steelers season is from tonight until kickoff against the 49ers. Yes, thank you. That's a good point. This could be at any point. You, If you said, hey, some like honestly, some of mine, some of them you might get an answer during training camp, but we don't know it now. Some you might get an answer by week one, but we don't know it now. Some you may not get an answer till midseason. So any way you wanted to look at it was absolutely fine. Yep. All right. So my number five, does the con man have another ace up his sleeve? Okay. Okay. Uh, I got Omar you. Go con have another move that will make a significant impact on this roster. That's a good one. That's a good one. I did not have that one. I will tell you that. So I get that. So that that is a really good one. I probably should have had that one on there. So that is an unknown. I mean, especially with Omar Khan. Yeah, and and part of the reason I put that one on there is is it came up a couple times during uh, the Sunday night Q and A I did with uh, with Jeremy the other night. It kept coming up. Yeah, mm-hmm. but what kind of move does Khan have? What it, and it's like mm-hmm. you know what? That's I mean it is. It's an unknown. What, wait, Something what? could be out there. Could it be huge? Is it small? Is it yeah? So, but, but wait a second. I thought I was on that show with Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I didn't get to join till the end, but he uh, called you Dave at least he, twice. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it was like three or four times. Well, just I'm just saying when I heard it. So yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, and then like here we go. Going along with your question here, Wilson Pava asks. Are we top five in cap space available? doesn't matter where. I mean, I, I get what you're saying with are we top five. It doesn't really matter where it is compared to the rest of the NFL unless there's a really big person that comes out that everyone's going to want and who has the space for them. What really matters is what the Steelers have. And right now it's about $15 million. They still have to sign their top three draft picks. They have close to enough money to go into the season without even having to do any other restructures. I still think you're going to see like you did last year a TJ Watt restructure for whatever the Steelers feel they need. So yeah, they, they do have some wiggle room. So that's why that's such a good question, Rich. Does he have another move in store? That's a good one. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go to mine. You ready? Yeah. Here's a big unknown heading into the season. Is Calvin Austin, the third, an option at a kick returner? Oh, that's a good one. People talk about, oh, well, if if Calvin's third. Here's where it is. I keep forgetting about it. Yeah. I really do. 
Well, I mean, people talk about him. Oh, with him, was he really a big kick returner in college? That he had a lot going on there. Have we seen it in the NFL? Is do the Steelers really? Do they even plan on using him in that role? Is that a role that he even has locked down now that we don't even know? There's so much about that because because people are curious about the kick returner situation with the Steelers. And then I know guys like like Jeff like to bring up Calvin Austin III, but do we even know that they're one to, to, to do that? Do we even know that that's something he can do? It's a big unknown. Yep. And that's not one that we're going to – I don't know that it will be answered as much week one. That's one that we should be hopefully finding out more about in training camp. Yeah. You want to say anything more about that one? Um, no, other than I, Like every time Calvin Austin the third comes up, I keep for, like, I constantly forget he's on the roster. <laughs> no, I remember because he's on the roster. Because dra- after him being drafted, then he's not playing next year. I just forget about him. Yeah. So uh, definitely yeah. Tobias and unknown. Yeah. And uh, here, like, like ah, I missed it. Where'd it go? It jumped. Uh, did it come up? No. Let's try it one more time. There you go. Was that that's Pittsburgh Toddy eighty six? Did I say that right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Says I don't think Austin ever returned kicks, just punts. Maybe that's the case. You also got to remember with the new fair catch rule, we don't know how many kickoff returns we're going to see because yeah, if if they'll be a different, they'll just be judging it differently. They'll just be judging it differently. Before you had to return it if they put it at a certain spot. Now you don't have to if you. But yet again, we still saw guys bringing it out of the end zone last year at times. Yeah. So we'll have to see how that one plays out. But kick returns might not be as big of a deal as punt returns. I, I think punt return is the more important one right now. So are right, you good? Yep. You ready to go to number four? Number four. All right. Go for it. It's another one of those similar to yours, though, that I think we're going to start to figure out answers to during training camp. So my number four, mm-hmm. what offensive line combo do the Steelers end up with? All right. Well, that's very similar to my number four. Okay. Then go ahead and say your So I'll go ahead and say possible. we'll talk about both of them. So you're asking about overall what's the O-line combo. My question is more specific. Yep. Is how ready is Broderick Jones? I, I could have gone with Brian. You know? that's, so that's we're kind why of asking the same question. Well, I went super broad with mine because I thought about how ready is Broderick Jones. Uh, does Dan Moore beat out Chooks for right tackle? Does not matter if Broderick so, Jones isn't ready. So, yeah. Right. You know, there's there's there were so many different ones. Like, honestly, you probably could have made five just about the offensive line. So, yeah. I tried to wrap it all into one. Well, that was my only oh. offensive line one. So, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just picked that one as, as one of the bigger ones because – I think pretty much there's a good idea what's going on otherwise. That I think your interior is is Daniels, Cole, Sayamalu. And then the questions come at tackle. And the biggest question is really about you got to know the Broderick Jones piece for everything else to fall into place. And when I say is Broderick Jones right, some people are like, I, there's still people out there that I don't think quite get it. Where they still want to, and there'll be comments on this on YouTube that'll say, he was a first round pick. He better be ready. No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I love to point out what Jeffrey Benedict said. If he was ready, he'd have been top three. He just had, he had such good attributes. His 
really only downside was lack of experience, and therefore he he had some some other things he needed to fine tune. How quickly can he fine tune those things? Is it going to be ready for week one? Is it going to be ready after the bye? Is it going to be ready because he's worked so hard and he's going to be ready for preseason week one? It's a it's a question that we don't know now, but we should get a better idea throughout the preseason. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Um, so anything more you want to say about that with the O-line? Do you have any more? You don't have any more O-line ones, right? No. Yeah, yeah neither do I, I. So that's, I, I, that's I, all I the all Bundled them all into one. Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead. We'll do number three, and then we'll take a break. Okay. Sounds good. Number three for me. Ready? Can can uh, TJ be Trent Jordan? Okay. Can TJ Sorry. be TJ? Meaning, is TJ back and everything that he was prior to being injured last year to the point where then he, you know, to, to even get further into it, where he and Alex Highsmith become quite a dominant duo and just wreak havoc on everybody. Yeah. I considered that one. And I'm like, you know what? I think Rich, that's why I specifically said future injuries, because I yes. was possibly going to go the past injury route and I was going to go with one Trent Jordan. Yeah. But at the last minute, I'm like, I kind of like the other ones that I had instead of that. But that one was on my radar. And, you know, it's just a, can he, can he, you know, is, is, I mean, everybody else well, seems to, I mean, yeah. all across the league, all, all this other re- reporters, everybody seems to just be downplaying DJ Watt. It's like he disappeared. Yeah. You know, he, he went from, from defensive player of the year to after last season, it's like, he's not even in the league anymore. Nobody's considering him for anything. Yeah. And we've got, I think Jeff has a, has a podcast that might be coming out on that sometime. I don't know if that's to see, he puts his titles in the podcast channels. I can't remember which title is which one, um, but about, and I think there might've been an article about, of, 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 you know, are people forgetting about TJ White? but you also have to admit he was not a hundred percent when he came back last year. He wasn't Jeffrey and I did a vertex on that, but he was still enough to make a huge impact and I mean, oh, I'd have to go back and look at it. The difference in points given up by the Steelers, of course, their opponents could come into this as well. Of when TJ Watt was in the lineup versus when he was out of the lineup, meaning played in the games at all. Because, you know, this year it was, he pretty much, I mean, he played all of regulation of the Bengals game. And then he came back and played with, um, after the bye. It, it was like 16 points to, to it was 8.4 point difference. I can't remember what the exact numbers are because it's written down, but it's like eight pages back on me. But I remember that it was an 8.4 difference averaging those games. So he, I kind of made that argument with, with what we were talking about earlier with the whole Lamar thing and how many points the Ravens score. I'm like, well, look at the difference in points when TJ was in the lineup. You're going to adjust for that too? Um Oh, yeah, by the way, so, Jeff, Jeff Jeff will be talking that on Fridays. Let's ride. Fridays, let's ride. Fridays, let's ride. Yeah, unless it gets bumped because bigger news happens. But yeah, exactly. um, yeah. Before I get to mine, I do want to bring this up the <laughs> the infamous terrible first first round pick of 1980. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Mark Malone says, "Dude, we traded up in the first. You know what? They traded up in the first in 2003 for Troy Polamalu and didn't start him a single game." And now he has a gold jacket. 
Just because you trade up in the first doesn't mean and, – and Troy Polamalu is a great example. Troy Polamalu needed to get some stuff refined to be the greatness that he was. And if that's what the Steelers have to do with Broderick Jones, then that was a great pick for them because they have both tackles returning anyway. And then if he's ready, he's ready. So we just don't know if that's going to be the case or not. I'm I'm great if Broderick Jones is the starter right away. I'm great if they have to wait on him because I'm I'm just not going to be great if you're three years in and man, it's just not working. That's not going to be good. But for one year, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. So. Yeah. So yeah. So he's got like 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 Gavin says here. He's like Jones is athletic, but has to work on his technique. Yeah. He was just so good in college. He didn't have to to have perfect technique. So it's it's just one of those things. So let me just get on to mine. Mine. Oh, mine isn't really talking about injuries. My next one has to do more with more with age and coming to a new team. So you can pretty much know what I'm going to talk about because if I say age, you might think it's game Hayward, but not. What are the Steelers going, what version of Patrick Peterson are the Steelers going to be getting? He's getting up there. He's having to come into a new team. You could, you've seen what he's done in the past. You even see the interceptions he had last year. What's the exact version they're going to be getting? Can he come in and even do better with the Steelers than he did with Minnesota last year? Is he going to be coming in and, and playing 100% of the snaps and moving around like Cam Sutton? Is he going to be used more in sub-packages? What version and everything of Patrick Peterson will they get on the field? They've already benefited from his leadership and mentorship of the young guys. So I think just from that, it's already a great move. But – I think how good this Steelers defense can be, part of that is going to come into how good is Patrick Peterson going to be this year. It's a bit of an unknown. Yep. Okay. Patrick Pete, you know, we 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 know what's there, but you I get nervous anytime a free agent comes over. Yeah, honestly. You know, we, we can for, talk about for every Larry Foot. There's a there's a Dante Moncrief. <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah. I said Larry Foot. I meant James Ferry. Uh, right. I said the wrong F linebacker, didn't I? Well, you know, they were playing yeah. together, okay. so yeah, they it was did. Easy so, to do. Yeah. So, but but I'm also with you in the fact that you know what? What do we get? Maybe maybe we we get something even better than we thought we were getting. Yes, but, that's the excitement of it. Yeah. Yeah. So this one is an unknown, but it, it could be an unknown bad. could be an unknown better than what you expected. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Then that's what, you know what? That's what Sherry Richard says here. She says, exactly my thought, Dave. Excited to see what Peterson does. It is an unknown. Just because. So. more. You got more to say on that? Or should we take our break so we can get let's moving break. on with this list? All right. So we're going to take a break. break. If you're here with us, Facebook. YouTube, Twitter, if you're here following us live, we'll be back in a couple seconds. If you're here with us on the audio, stick around after these messages. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, here we go. We are rolling on with each of us coming up with our five biggest unknowns heading into the Steelers 2023 season. What's neat about this is this is such a, a, a broad and interesting question of discussion. We might have five things that don't overlap at all. We kind of overlapped with offensive line with that one. We can have five things that don't overlap at all. And Rich is probably laughing because I might have said one that he has later. But uh, let, let's go ahead and recap where we are. So far, we'll say mine first, so that way you can roll right into number two. Mine was uh, number five is, can Calvin Austin III be a returner? Four is Broderick Jones ready to go? And three, what version of Patrick Peterson are the Steelers getting? All right, Rich, your yours were number five. Um, does does the does con not, man have another con have, up his sleeve? Does he have an ace up his sleeve? Uh, yeah. Number four, what offensive line combo do the Steelers end up with? Okay. Uh, three was can TJ BTJ? Can TJ BTJ? All right. So Rich, moving on. What's your number two? Number two, are the Steelers willing to roll without a true coverage inside linebacker? Mm. Uh, that's interesting. Are they ready to roll without a true coverage inside? Now, I have an idea there. Oh, but I, I, I'm just gonna have I to wait. <laughs> I, I, I've got. I know, and, and I'm just gonna have to wait. See, I, I even right, and I'm not gonna say a whole lot about it either because I, I was. That's kind of why I'm smiling because I had a feeling, based on some stuff you were going, oh. you were gonna have something <laughs> that would maybe play into. Yeah what I might would discuss with some of this. So exactly. Well, I kind of tipped that off at the beginning there, didn't I? Yes. Um, you did. When we talked about so. roster moves. So I'll come back to that. Anything more, or do you want to wait and talk about that more? 
when we get there? Because I'm still uh, not there yet. Um, well, just everybody's wondering. This is another one that kept coming up the other night in the in the uh, Sunday night Q and A. Okay. Uh, a lot of people asking about what kind of moves that what you know what was Khan going to go find us a, a a coverage linebacker. A lot of talk about that. So you know it it, it is. An unknown, and part of that unknown is are the Steelers, you know, that I, I just thought I'd put it away. Are they willing to roll kind of with what they've got? Yeah. Yeah. I I know exactly what you mean there. And I, I have something similar to that that we'll get to in a little bit. I'm going to go ahead to my number two. All right. Because yep. it's not that one. So I really tipped it off now, didn't I? Question number two. This actually comes thanks to one Jefferson Bartholomew Hartman. Something he brought up. That I think I think it's important, but maybe I shouldn't have had it so high on the list. But it, I just have it because it is such an unknown. I agree. Who's dictating the Steelers' offensive philosophy? Who is actually determining what the Steelers' philosophy is on offense? Is it Matt Canada? Is it Mike Tomlin? Is it Art Rooney? I don't know. You got a big unknown, but see, I don't know that we ever get to I don't, I don't think I, we're going I don't, I don't, I don't to answer, answer it. I don't think we're no. going to get an answer to that one. No. So that's so you went way outside the box. I went way out on by, that one. By, asking a, by asking a question that we will probably never figure out the answer to. Yeah, you are exactly right. Because, yeah, don't know. So, you know, do you who who is if their things go bad, who gets the blame? When things go well, who gets the credit? You know, I mean, and and this is the inner working things. And a prime example was Ben Roethlisberger in his last season when the Steelers weren't doing well, and then all of a sudden it seemed like he was throwing the team on his back and going out there winning the games. Was it because of? you know, what Matt Canada was wanting to do. And then he decided to do his own thing. Was it because he was doing what coach Tomlin wanted to do and then was doing what coach Canada wanted to do or his own thing? Was it because he was doing the Matt Canada thing, but then coach Tomlin to go do his thing, you know, or did he go into AR2's office and they, and said, Hey, Ben, when, it, when push comes to such to shove, you do you, we don't know. We really don't know who it really was. We have speculation, and this one, I don't know that we'll ever answer, but Jeff asked that question, and I thought it was, I think it's a really big unknown. And and the reason I think it's important, it isn't as important for, I mean, it is important for 2003, but it's also important beyond 2003. Whether or not the Steelers renew the contract with Matt Canada or let him go, it's kind of, you know, how much say did he have in it? Because if he didn't really have much say into the philosophy, but he just had to kind of he had to work within these constraints, then guess what? The next guy's going to have to work under those constraints as well. No, right. It doesn't mean it can't be better. It absolutely could. But that's I just think that's a big question going forward. With I mean, if we're looking just overall for the franchise, I think that's just a big question. Right. So all right. You uh you 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 had enough with that one? Uh, uh, basically by saying, Hey, look, we're, we're, 
I don't know that we'll ever truly get an answer to that one. Nope. Um, so, so that one's a tough one to really, I mean, you can sit and talk and discuss about it all day long, but all that discussion doesn't necessarily lead you any closer to an answer. To an actual answer. Just, yeah. just different possibilities is all it is. You can, I mean, all you can do is expand the possibilities much easier than you can actually get the answer. So, yep. All right, Rich. So what's your number one unanswered question? Or not unanswered. Okay. Biggest unknown. My, my, my big, okay, here is my biggest unknown. And the reason, there's a reason why this becomes my biggest unknown. Because I think this one, this one ends up as number one because I think it plays the biggest role into what we were discussing earlier, which is, you know, the, the, the biggest uh, thing you need to see from the Steelers in terms of statistics are wins and not losses. Okay. All right. So um, my number one is, does KP8 make a second year jump like you see from a lot of the greats? Yeah. Yep. I He makes it. I agree. Jump like you see from a lot of the great quarterbacks of recent years. Um, the Steelers will be just fine. Um, but um, seeing the kind of progress he makes with a full off season with the team, um, experience under his belt, everything like that, you know, will we'll say a lot about where the Steelers go, not just this upcoming year, but the, the future few years after that even. I had more than one Kenny Pickett possibility for this list. I did. And then I thought, you know, we probably get more information on him than anyone else. We don't know how he's going to play. We really don't. We don't know how anyone's definitely going to play. But I, but absolutely. And I was honestly, I was hoping this was your number one. I was because it was something we needed, something we needed to talk about and bring up. Yes. But for those of you in the educational field, especially early education, I'm talking elementary school, not every child picks up things at the same point. Sometimes they want you to make a really big jump in your reading in first grade. Well, some kids can make that jump in kindergarten. Some kids can make that jump early in first grade. Some kids make that jump at the end of first grade. Some kids don't make that jump until second grade because they're all different, but you need to see that jump in there somewhere. So that's the question with KP8. Is the jump coming because of the offseason? Does the jump come right away in week one? Does Do you need a couple games under your belt in order to really see a jump? Did we see the jump last year after the bye? I hope that wasn't the case. I mean, we saw a jump, but did we see the jump? You know what I'm saying? Yes. So that's that's a lot of really good questions when it when it comes to that. And you know, because I mean you, you think back and, and you can look at Ben Roethlisberger's, you know, record his rookie season and, and, and how fabulous it was, but you really notice the improvement in his game, how much more he was picking up, how much more he was understanding. Um, it was a lot of the Steelers to be more versatile in their offense in year two than it was in year one. Mm -hmm. You know, 
what so so it's really kind of a of seeing where where's Kenny you know where's he at in his growing process because um if it's just like whoa man he really had a growth spurt the Steelers are going to be in great shape mm-hmm. so absolutely and uh, the other thing you have to say with that there's a part of this that's not unknown and what's not unknown is. Will KPA put in the work? Because we already have the reports of Kenny right. Pickett putting in the work. I mean, I even saw on Twitter this evening of, of a video of him out throwing passes. We've heard the reports of him basically taking over. He doesn't have his own office, but basically taking over one of the one of the rooms to watch film. That other people use it too, but it's basically Kenny Pickett in there doing his thing. You know, so so okay. I I can't help it. I have okay. to do this. Okay, right. I, I right. can't help it. What? So Mark Malone says this dude probably won't turn into Elway. Neither did and Mark Malone. I, I'm a, I'm okay with that. I'm okay yeah. if he doesn't turn into Elway, as long as he doesn't turn into Mark Malone. Yeah, just don't turn into. Just don't be Mark Malone. <laughs> don't be Mark Malone. Oh, like I, I've talked about this so many times. You know, you could tell a lot by your Steelers fandom about who was the quarterback when you first started being a Steelers fan. And I'm one of the very rare people that the first quarterback for the Steelers when I started watching was Mark Malone. And that's because I was too young for Terry Bradshaw and my family was Steelers fans. So that's who it was. And I don't think there's a lot of us because there wasn't a lot to, I mean, that's why my expectations for the Steelers are way lower than most people because I was used to Mark Ballone and Bubby Brister. That, that was it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, whew, yes, I, 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 absolutely. But, yeah, here's the other thing to remember. So Ben Roethlisberger, he came in off off the bench, started 13 games, just because he didn't have to start the last week of the season. Um, in his rookie year, you, you know, didn't didn't lose a game he started. And, and and that's what happened. But what happened? What happened in year two? Now, yes, the most important thing is the Pittsburgh Steelers won a Super Bowl. But the other thing is Ben Roethlisberger also missed four games that season. And there was, you know, other things going on. It was throughout that he missed here. Let me look it up here. He missed week, week six, weeks, and then weeks nine, 10, and 11. So you had stuff going on and things like that. So, and just, other distractions when it came to Ben Roethlisberger, we'll just say that. So, but yet what we hear about Kenny Pickett in the social media age, when everything they do is out there, is that he's burying himself in, into studying and working hard and getting better. Well, what more can you ask for? Other than for it to come out and really pay off on the field. So, Hey, um, uh, I'm gonna bring this one up because I think okay. this person must be related to us because this sounds like our dad, you know. Uh oh. Cliff Stout. <laughs> Thank you, Thomas Riley. Yes, 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 that does. Okay. Um, so, all right, let's 
You're, you're ready to get to my last one, and then we'll get Let's to our do it. We know what it's about, but exactly how did I phrase it? We know what's about inside linebacker. I've hinted at it and everything else. And my question is, kind of goes right along. Yours was more specific. Mine was more general, kind of like with the offensive line. It was the opposite way. You had the general question. I had the specific question. Now it's the other way out. What's the plan? What's the plan at inside linebacker? What are you doing for coverage? What I mean, are you are the Steelers comfortable with their depth? What are they doing? You know, the fact that they bring in another inside linebacker just today. The, the question is, is it because you weren't happy with what you had? Or are you simply saying, hey, that's a position where we can and we can get better and there's an option out there for us to get better. So let's do it. Or is this just a signing of, hey, we're going to take a flyer and this might not even be someone who lands on the 53-man roster. We don't know about that. Then there's another player. There's some other players that aren't either linebackers or pure linebackers that then you have to ask how they're going to come into play in this question. Yep. I bring up Tanner Muse. Now, Tanner Muse has just been a special teams guy. That's what he's been in the NFL so far. He was an interesting case. A lot of us had him going to the Steelers. I'm pretty sure we took him in our mock draft that year because that was our first one, right? 2020? Was that our first I one? I think so, yeah. I think so. But he I ended up getting – but Yeah, we took him like the fifth round. Or else we were going to and he might not have been there. That was the thing because he was on the radar. But he got drafted in the third round, three picks before Alex Highsmith. So if the Steelers would have drafted, they would have had a draft to chase a, in place of Chase Claypool or trade up from the Highsmith pick. He was really overdrafted because he was a safety in college in Clemson. Wasn't really safety material. He's, he's a tweener. He really is. But the Steelers have those tweeners. Marcus Allen's that tweener. Honestly, Miles Killebrew is probably more that tweener, but there's questions about him. Even though it was the special teams captain, does can the Steelers afford to keep someone who's only special teams when it comes to safety room? Let's we'll see. Then you've got someone like Keanu Neal that's that's more of a linebacker like safety. So do they want linebacker like safeties, or do they want safety like linebackers? Is Tanner Muse someone who can get in the mix there, or that's a huge unknown because he hasn't played the position? Right. Exactly. Then how and, are they going to negotiate getting these guys on the field in certain situations? So, correct, and this plays into then do we do we see more three safety sets? Do we see you know? I mean, there's all different kinds of different places this could go. Yeah, but you know, uh, I, I kind of like what you say. You know, where are they going? What's it going to look like? Yeah. What's yeah, the and plan? That's both, that's both that's both personnel and scheme. Yeah, because I mean they completely gutted the room. The only one left was a was a draft pick from last season in the seventh round. That's it. I mean, no, there's some. I mean, there's some guys further down the list that were like on the practice squad and stuff like that. But I mean, of players that are expected to play snaps, significant snaps this year, it's all different. You know. Is Cole Holcomb the guy that can stay on the field for 100% of the snaps? I mean, even just think of how what 
we could have asked this question of the Steelers almost every week last season. Look how their plan at inside linebacker changed throughout the year. Yeah. Think about it early on when they went, when they went to just one linebacker in their dime package, Jack and Bush came off and Spillane went on. And you're like, is he really your best coverage guy? Mike Tom kept saying. He knows what he's doing. He's the smartest guy to put out there, and they'd rather have the smart guy than the athletic guy. They'd rather have a guy that's that's going to be where he's supposed to be, even if he can't make the athletic plays that maybe somebody else could, but then they're not going to be in the right spot, so it doesn't matter. So what's more important, making a play or being in the right spot? Guess for the Steelers, it's probably being in the right spot, but it's really both. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, so, my answer to that was going to be yes. Yes. <laughs> So what more do you want to say about inside linebacker? Oh, we Nothing. got one. There. I want you to get your super chat. I'll get my super chat before we lose. Sorry. This is Nicholas Gabriel. I'm, I, I'm, I think I might have actually got a message about this too, but $5 in tip jar. Thank you. Says, um, Dave, do second year performances for first round starting QBs, you know, like Dak was a fourth round, for example, um, since 20 or do that for uh, since 2010 for, for scat for stat geek, a lot of interesting cases. I think I actually have looked at this, but I don't remember if I did it for a podcast or just an article. So I'll have to go back and, and, and check my notes to see if I did this for a podcast um, about this, because it seems, it seemed a little bit familiar to me. That was, that was the one thing. So, um, but no, that that's, that's a really thing. Do you know, what kind of performance do you see in that second year? Basically, depending on how much they played the, the year before. Good yeah. question. Good question. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm going to put that in my in, in my questions for Stat Geek, and I'll make sure I have that. I might have you. I might already have it in there actually for, from you, but I can't remember. Um, but yeah, one of those things. All right. Anything else about inside linebacker there, bro? Nope. So we both had. I mean, if you look at it, let's look at how how our our top five broke down topic-wise, okay? Looking at the overall topic, yours counting down went went front office moves, offensive line, best player on the defense, inside linebacker, quarterback. Yep. As the topics. Mine went (laughs) – Kick returner, I guess, if you really look at that. Offensive line, secondary, offensive offensive philosophy, and inside linebackers. So that's where some of our biggest unknowns lie. You're, you're ready for the big question? Uh, yeah, real quick. I, I want to bring one up. To that. Bring one I just up. want to address it real quick. Thomas Charlie said, Dave and Rich, uh, either you remember the game where Bradshaw threw to Mark Malone? Yes, it was like an 80. 80- some, it was like it, an eight-yard touchdown. Actually, back, right? it, it it yeah, it, it actually stood for quite a while as the longest Steelers touchdown pass in history of the Steelers. You know what? And I, I don't remember what passed it was it. for for several years. What passed it? Juju, ninety-seven yards. Yes. As I, I now, I'm, I'm pretty sure. If, I if believe, didn't pass I believe it, Bradshaw to Malone was eighty was eighty-seven yards. If I was, remember, yeah, right. I'll I'll find it at some something point, like that, but. but uh, it's crazy. But actually, I'm, yes, I'm I do. I think I it do might have been Mark that. Malone's only reception. Because, <laughs> I mean, it was just – I don't remember the actual play. I was too young. Yep. I remember, I of course, the the, uh, the um, rushing and receiving. Where did it go? Oh, 90 yards. 
90, 90 yards because tough. for his career, Mark Malone has one reception, 90 yards, touchdown. So, yeah, yeah, I knew that as much because of Steelers trivia. So, um, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> that was his, that was his only catch. Um, yep. All right. Here we go. Big Our question. big question is it's the question of the show. What is the Steelers biggest unknown? Heading into 2023. Keep them for you. Keep them somewhat short. Yep. Keep them. Yeah. Keep keep try try to keep them to a single line if yep. you can. Yep. So, and I didn't even give you all fair warning. I had the question ready and hit enter and put it out there because Rich and I already answered it. Rich's biggest unknown had to do with Kenny Pickett. My biggest unknown had to do with inside linebacker. So here we go. Okay. So now some people have, you know, got to give you some time to type it. Um, here we go. Steel dog. Steel dog anyway. He's got one there. This is a good one. Matt Canada's offensive scheme differences in year two with KP8. Wow. He had three topics in one. Yeah, Canada, scheme, well quarterback. Kudos, Steel Dog 88. Good job. I, lo I love the next one. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm going to lose it. You know why? Because um, I got it here somewhere. But they are who we thought they were. There you go. There we go. There we go. Because hold on, not not it's coming back to the to the okay. Aquatic life wants to know: Are they what we thought they were? Yeah, love it. Good way to put it. Okay, um, are they what they thought to? Um, Occam's Ox. Is this team built to win? We talked about that at the beginning about wins being yeah, what ultimately matters. So um, I don't know if Occam's Ox. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh, oh, wait, I, I got to switch back and forth. <laughs> Hello. You play to win the game. There yes. Hello. Hello. You play to win the game. Yep. Okay. Um, Three in a row. Okay. George says Canada. Matthew Bunk says Four in a row. Canada. Brian Brown says not Canada. Russ says Canada. Okay. That I understand that those are big questions. And I do. Well, you know, Canada's there's, there's, last country with much wilderness. So, you know, there yeah. is a lot. Of them, yes. Those were the topics. Like how we said, hey, our, our topic was the O-line. But we kind of asked more specific questions in there. You could, I kind of had a Canada question. Who's dictating the philosophy? And if it is Canada, what's he going to do with it? So, yeah. Okay. Here's Afton. Afton Forward says, will the new players gel with the team early on? She said early in, but I think she meant early on. That's a good question. You know, that's that goes right in line with my question of is Broderick Jones ready? You know, yes. At what point is he going to be ready? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wilson Pava, how much are you going to win the Super Bowl by? Woo! Love it. Love it. Love it. Right. Gotta have hope. <laughs> okay. Um, Kevin Brokenborough says defensive back production and what. what more went very general, not just corners, not just safeties, defensive back. Very good. Okay. Thomas Riley says, Can the Steelers complete this puzzle of a team? In other words, if I get that right, if I think I know what you mean, Thomas, can they get all the pieces that, that, that pieces to fit together? There, I got it. Do they have the right pieces and do they fit? Do they have the right pieces? You know, do you can do they fit together or do you got them all? Because there's nothing worse than. Doing a puzzle and working like crazy, only to find out you got four or five missing pieces. 
stinks. But sometimes you don't know that until you fit all the other ones together. That I really just do a, a puzzle re puzzle reference, okay? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Frosty the Bear says they have a tie between Broderick Jones starting and KPA, you know, um, if the added muscle is good or bad for mobility. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Thomas, I'll mess up your last name. Sorry. It also throws in that the biggest question is Canada. Okay. Um, here, Sherry's got a good one. Will Pickens improve his route running and live up to the hype? There you go. That's a good one. Okay. Yep. Steeler Chick 46. Have you seen Steeler Chick as much recently? You gonna see a Steeler Chick. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's say good to see yeah. you out there. Yeah. See you uh, here. Yep. KPH been good to have been good to have Russ in there again tonight. Yeah, I know. He was yep. he's I've he seems like he's while, so we're we're well, you're still in our thoughts and prayers here, Russ. Hope you're doing all right. Okay. Um Jennifer wants to know can the Steelers be kings of the north again? That's there you go. That that's a broad question, but that's a good one. Okay. <laughs> Cherry, I'll bring up another Cherry. one. Yep. Can we beat the Patriots or play or play in our fears? <laughs> so um <laughs> Pittsburgh Toddy 86 says it's Canada ready to be deported. Okay. Um <laughs> Thomas adds another one. Oh, Who catches the bouquet at Kenny's wedding? Yeah, Kenny Pickett has his wedding. I'm, it's this weekend. I'm, I think it, I'm pretty sure it's Saturday, but yeah. Okay. Um, Nicholas Gabriel says, can the young guys live up to the potential? Yep. Can, not just young guys. Can the new guys? Even, even older pieces that are new to the team. Okay. Yep. Or even this. How about guys that – we're with the team last year that you're like Kenny Pickett that's going to that you hope to make a jump. Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, players like that. Okay. Okay. Um, Josh Oshkabosh. That's it, right? Oshkabosh. Yeah. How many types of defense will the Steelers use? Nickel, dime, three safety, base. Yeah. What what are they really going to be? What what are you going to see the most from the Steelers? And how many different looks are they going to get? Okay. Yep. I, I I can I can see where that one is. Okay. Uh, all right. The thank you, Rich. Uh, he already had one, but we'll bring it up again with Kevin Brokenborough. Says, will the team make Armar look bad with his aggressive offseason moves? I mean, the only way it's going to make Omar look bad is if really none of the free agents pay out. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, uh, there we go. Do we have it all? All right. Uh, just West just Oops, I see West just got one. Good. Just yep. in time. Here, because West said, um, who starts opposite Cam? To me, this is not locked in. Uh, he was trying to do it quick. I could tell. Yep. I still think it's Larry O. I mean, I, do, do you know it's crazy? I'm I'm this is a good segue. If you go to behindsteelcurtain.com, yes, that website still exists. People are, keep saying, why does Dave keep saying that? Because it's a running joke with Jeff and I. Every time we say that, we that that's just what we throw in there. Uh, I have a series going that it's it's the bracket style. What was the best game of 2022? And I pair up games and you and you vote. In order to do that, I've gone through and looked at the and watched the highlight films of every game and done a complete recap of the game. I was surprised at how many plays I've seen so far. Just looking at four games, how many big plays were Larry Ogunjobi? It's not like he was making plays all the time, but he would come through and bust up a big play in, in I think, at least three of the four games that I've looked at so far. So 
I, I kind of, and that just got me thinking, I'm like, I kind of forgot about, you know, what he could possibly do. So hopefully, hopefully that's it. All right. Um, do we have some more here? Um, I'm, I'm lost where we are. Uh, okay. Uh, we'll do a couple more. Think about what you're going to do here to close out when we bring these up here, Rich. Uh, okay. um, we'll, here we go. Occam's Ox. I already have one. We'll do another one. What will be Mike Tomlin's best platitude of the season? Um, Thomas had another one that said uh, Tomlin can uh, can take this talent Con brought in and win a Super Bowl. We'll see. Okay. We see this all as talent now, but let's see if we see talent on the field first. Okay. Right. Um, uh, this was a new one. I'm trying to go with only ones that we haven't from people we haven't seen yet. BF Bud said Kenny improving. Yep, gotta go with. I mean, that was your number one, right? Yep. So lots of good stuff there. Okay. All right, Rich. What do you want to want to say here to close us out here tonight? All right, close us out here tonight. Hey, you know we're we're in the as I like to call it the dog days of of the NFL football season. Uh, the, the trying to grind it out and make it to training camp. That's okay. We're, we got stuff to talk about. We got stuff to cover. It's always going to be fun. But you know what? I was thinking about maybe this weekend, maybe be fun. Take a little trip up to uh, up to, and uh, do a little crash of KPA's wedding. What do you think, Dave? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, let's go. I mean, could you could would, is it when you crashes his favorite will, movie anyway? Will, will you uh, will you be my Vince Vaughn? Will you be the Vince Vaughn to my uh, uh, Owen Wilson? So you think I'm the Vince Vaughn? Well, you're taller. Oh, okay. Vince Vaughn's really tall. I thought so. I thought I thought Vince Vaughn was Alpha and Owen Wilson was the wingman, but maybe I have that backwards. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. So they play it back and forth. <laughs> so, there you go. Got another super chat oh, real quick. I missed no, that. I'm, I'm glad you grabbed that. No, it, it just popped. Good. So Wilson Pava says, BTSC for the win. Uh, bought tickets versus Tampa. So hyped to see our Steelers. Keep it up, y'all. Can't wait for week one with y'all. So. Now remember, Tampa, that's that's at Acrisure. No, it's not. It's not even at Acrisure. It's, it's in Tampa no. preseason. Yes. Yes. Because the one that said the one that said Acrisure is Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. So all right. Thank hey, you, Wilson, for the 499. You know, just think, you know, feel bad for all the all the ladies out there that, you know, potentially by this type of time next week, KPA totally off the market. You know, is what it is. But you know what? He's still going to be under center. He's still going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. And he's going to lead the Steelers to victory. Can't wait. Can't wait. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. 
Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.